And welcome into a, another episode of the West Life Podcast. I am your host, Josh Barnett. We are sponsored by West Ashfield League's best place to watch the game live and loud. And you can do that uh, this Saturday night when we take on the Parramatta Eels. If you're not heading out to Leichhardt Oval and, of course, MG Pump Solutions, also a big supporter of the show, Big Shane, still got big jobs on and, um, yeah, not, not joining us tonight. We'll try and get him back by the season's end. Um, what's, what will happen first, a, a win for the West Tigers or getting Shane, Shane back on the show? But, um, yeah, we'll try and get the big fella on back on eventually. And, of course, please give us a follow on the socials at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to support and take part in the show, uh, you can do at patreon.com forward slash Westlife. Uh, and if there's a better time to join the Patreon, probably tomorrow is your best bet. Uh, that's Tuesday for those listening on Tuesday because tomorrow night we have uh, Timmy Brasher and Shane Walker coming on the show and the Patreon guys are going to get, um, yeah, be able to ask the guys questions. Uh, yeah, so if you're a Timmy Brasher fan, Shane Walker, long-time Tigers fan, want to yeah, reminisce, the um, Patreon guys will be uh, yeah able to chat with those guys tomorrow night. And please subscribe. Seeing there's plenty of people streaming on YouTube right now, give us a like, share, like everything, subscribe notifications, all that jazz. Support the show. Love you all. Uh, Aaron, I'll go to you first. I'll leave um, Rob, Rob on uh, on hold for a bit. How how was your weekend? And have you... What are we sitting at about 20, 28 hours since full-time in whatever that game was? It's just... I, I, I described it on the Discord as... We're emotionally invested in a Chinese water torture, but we're hoping for pleasure from it. Like it's just—is there anything anything positive to take from that? Like it was just absolute, like just it's just boring. Like just no tries. Ugh. Where do we go from here, as? First of all, my weekend was pretty good until about two p.m. on Sunday. For the most part, I was enjoying myself, and then the game happened. So, uh, anyway, hello everyone. Uh, thanks for having me on again, Josh. And uh, yeah, I think the positives to take out of the game were uh, Adam Dwayne looked a lot better with the game time, the minutes that he had, and despite the result, despite the lack of tries, I feel like we had two pretty solid debuts there from two of our young up-and-comers. Um, I think they both played reasonably well. Obviously, we'll get more into those later. But, yeah, that's those are pretty much the only two positives I can really take out of that game. Um, a few other players tried, but for the most part, it, it was just <clears throat> difficult to watch. Absolutely. Shouts to... Uh... GL on the YouTube, about as uninspiring as this podcast. We'll, uh, yeah, maybe go up to your search bar, buddy, and type in inspirational speeches. If you want uh, inspiration, then, uh, yeah, maybe maybe we're not your guys. But, uh, thanks for watching anyway, mate. But, um, yeah, plenty of other options on the internet if you don't want to watch. But, uh, Rob, it's just <laughs> nonstop. It's just tough times, tough times. 
how like uh, everywhere, mate, aren't we? You've had 24, 26, 27 hours to, yeah, calm down. I know um, you and the boys watching the game yesterday, as all of us just absolutely like, yeah, uninspired. It's just you, you can't think of a, a better word than that. It's just, I, I don't know. I think the effort was there. Honestly, think the effort was there from the team. It's just, but apart from that, like it's just, yeah, just boring, dull attack, and just hardly any offloads. We'll go through the stats of the players soon, but um, yeah, it's just a very forgettable game. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm not going to single out who I thought were bad players. We're just not getting anywhere bagging everyone and I really I think a lot of what I'm going to say is just pretty repetitive from last week and the week before the one thing that stands out to me deep down there's no belief in the team there's just no belief hasn't been belief for three weeks uh we were piss poor in the forwards so no matter who you thought was bad in the backs or who you thought missed tackles or who who you thought kicked badly or, or whatever the backs did by the way I thought the wingers were outstanding and actually tweeted that uh, about 20 minutes before, before full-time. Kenny Mamalo was bloody unbelievable. Like, he was obviously inspired by going back to his former home ground, Mount Smart Stadium. Yeah. Uh, Josh, look, we're trying to find positives, mate, but we lost to a team that lost seven games in a row before yesterday. Yeah. And, like, we literally seem to end everyone's losing streaks. We seem to be the, you know, like, if someone hasn't scored a try, they'll score it against us, like, Tohu Harris <laughs> scored his first try for the season yesterday. Last last game, Canter- what the Canterbury new de- debutant, Morin or whatever his name was, scored a try. Josh Alloway, he scored three tries this year against us. He can't score against anyone else. Like We just seem to – people make records against us or, or something, you know, anything that's groundbreaking or new or something bad. It seems to happen against us. I, I just don't think we're going to win another game this year, as I've said previously um there were some positives i i know like you know adam had a few missed tackles but i just thought adam looked pretty focused when he came on i liked a few of the things he did anyone that had doubts about him being a 5'8 go wake up yourself seriously like if you didn't watch last year you were in a coma um so i think adam adam looked good the wingers looked great i thought fanua pole did a lot of tackling i think he only missed one tackle maybe made 37 or something like that um but you know, the score, like, New Zealand are a bad team. Like, we held them for 25 minutes, okay, and, and they took a kick for goal. And they did get a couple of tries off bombs. Uh, one, I thought we might have even been able to get a penalty, Josh. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, we scrambled on our goal line a bit, but then we just kept giving six to goes instead of, like, tackling the bloke mm. and, and sticking our foot out and just doing dumb plays. Saturday night when the West Tigers take on the Parramatta Eels at 7.30 p.m., if you're not heading to Leichhardt Oval, the best place to watch the game live and loud is at West Ashfield Leagues Club, home of the West Tigers. And you can make a night of it too. You can grab a delicious pizza, burger, or any uh, pub favorite from the garden, or a fantastic Chinese meal from Wok On. Uh, of course, West Ashfield practices the service, uh, responsible service of alcohol, drink responsibly. 
And of course, you can find the home of West Tigers, West Ashfield at 115 Liverpool Road, Ashfield. For more information, visit West Ashfield's website, westashfield.com.au. Or give him a follow on Facebook or Instagram at West Ashfield. Ultimately, Josh, I come back to what I said at the start. There's just a lack of belief. And I think it's just my theory. I don't know. I'm just giving my opinion. I think the fact that the guys know that Kamali's an interim coach, I think deep down underneath, like in their subconscious, they know they don't have to perform for him. He's a lovely bloke. Everyone knows he's a great guy. Okay, but deep down, they know he's not going to be the coach next year. We've lost, as you know, as we said, we've lost to New Zealand, who lost seven in a row, and they had their best back out. I think he's their best back, Reese Walsh. They had a halfback playing fullback. Uh, you know, we lost to Manly without two of their best. We lost to Canterbury, who we beat a month earlier quite easily. Like, we just, we're just rubbish right now. And the, and the fact that we don't have a full-time coach, we're just in no man's land. You know, there's just no... We, we're not set. We can't set for next year until we have a coach. And I understand, you know, the club missed out on their man. But, and I know they just can't jump into the next bloke available. Like, they do have to get the right guy. But they've got to do it bloody soon, Josh, so we can have some hope or, or belief or something. Because I don't, I'm, I know I'm not the only one that hasn't got belief. And I, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm pretty bad because I've actually been laughing at people that, have got belief and they're believing some of the things the club are saying and all that. And obviously the club have to give us hope and they have to trot out some good stuff. And, you know, this is what we're doing and we're financially good and we've got kids coming through and mate, we're years away, Josh, we're years away. And it's just so frustrating, man. And honestly, like I'm good. I'm good today. I feel great. But last night I was a grumpy, you know what? And I hardly got any sleep and I woke up at three 30 in the morning and I, and I just thought, what am I putting myself through this for as a fan? Like, it's not, it's not like it's around the corner. It's not like the club loves its fans, as Lee has, has said and shown. And and I'm obviously on the wanted list. Like, they fucking hate me, which I don't care about. Like, I love I love my colours. I love the team. But I'm just starting to wonder, why I have to put myself through this shit? Why do my kids have to go through it? Like, we're just fucking rubbish. We're absolute fucking rubbish. And there's there's no sugarcoating yesterday. I don't care if it was 22-2 or 62-2. We got smashed in the forwards, Josh. They made they killed us up the middle. They absolutely yeah. killed us. They made clean breaks up the middle. If we had a couple of blokes in the tackle, we couldn't put him down on the ground. We couldn't finish him off. There's just it's just it's just I don't know, man. It's just hopeless. It's just really frustrating. And and as West Tigers lovers and the three of us and Shane, four of us. We're all podcasters. I want to say good things about this club. And I was saying good things about it six weeks ago. I don't, I, I'm the, the thing I'm looking forward to most now is naming a coach. That's, that's mm. my next. Let's, yeah, let's talk about that because there's talk. Uh, I mean, uh, there's talk that t- uh, Tim Sheen's taking over. There's talk that Naughty Kamali's, surely Naughty Kamali's not going to get the gig full-time. He like, can't. He can't. Like, he can't. They just can't they, they can't. they can't be... I know we we harp on about management, the decisions that they make, but surely they can't They can't give Noddy the full-time gig. There has to be someone a bit with coaching experience and then, like, that's going to draw players and just inspire these guys because, uh, like you said, he's a nice bloke, but it just... I, I don't think it is 
yeah, he's definitely not the answer. As I've kind of got to the point, like, just we need to get a coach in. Like, do you, do you think it's urgent that we get a coach? There's still, what have we got, eight rounds left? But Nine. Nine. Um, nine rounds left to, to go through. Like, I know we, we need to make the right decision, but, like, I, I think we need to get a coach in ASAP. What do you reckon? Yeah, we definitely need a coach in ASAP, not only for the fact that having a coach will, I guess, put the not really put the broom through the place, but encourage the players that, well, if you want to stick around, if you want to play for this bloke, um, get your ass in the gear sort of thing. But it will also help us or help the players know who's actually going to be coaching them and if they're going to want to re-sign for us and then we can get started on the negotiations, with, especially with the guys like Adam and Jacko and uh, Laurie, yeah, all those exactly. guys that we, we pretty much want to keep or are close to wanting to keep. Um, as soon as we've got the coach and that we know who it is, they can start putting their their touch, their touches on the place and who they want to keep, who they want to get rid of, and hopefully give the fans a little bit of hope back for next year. Uh, I heard a whisper um, from a pretty good source that uh, who was that call? It was we went under the alias of. Uh, Madge on our call-in show. <laughs> By the way, we advertise this as a vent pod, and if anyone would like to come on the vent pod, we literally couldn't. No one really. Everyone's us. had enough. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone's just has nothing left to say. But if anyone does would like to come on tonight, feel free. We'll um, yeah. There's like what sixty odd of you watching the stream like right now. So if you're listening right now, send us an email podcast at westlife.com. Uh, or send us a DM on one of the socials. I'll um, drop you a link to come on and uh, vent your spleen, as uh, some call it, Rob. That, um, but yeah, I heard a whisper that Adam Dwayne is actually unhappy at the moment. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm worried that there's going to be an exodus. I mean, he's, he's under contract for next year and that sort of thing. People are talking about whether or not he will leave. I think with him, it'll be down to if he's given the halves role. And you could tell, like, what what minute did he come on on the weekend? He went into the halves pretty, pretty early pretty 20, early on in this I'm game. Not, I'm not sure exactly. Maybe 25 minutes. Yeah, 20, I think it was 2025. It was the back end, the second half of the first half. Yeah, second half of the first you. half, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, I, you could tell... And him and Jacko, it's the first, yeah. I mean, they did a little bit previous game, but them and the halves together, it's just got to be, um, yeah, get that com- combination going and that should be the halves of the future for mine. But um, I, I think the situation basically for me is if Brooks, they need to get rid of Brooks to keep Adam. That's how I think because... I can't see them putting Brooks in second grade for the money he's on. You you got to give the half spots to. We got to give a half spot to. I guess you could play Jackson at lock, but um, yeah, if Adam doesn't get that half spot guaranteed to him, I could see him walking. Do what? What's your feel on that, Rob? 
look, I, I said last week, I think Adam loves a club. I, I don't think he wants to go anywhere. From what I saw yesterday, like your rumour could be right. I, I don't know. And I don't know how, like I, I gather for you to say it, you've got it from someone reasonably close to him. Adam was pretty focused yesterday and he, he'd be that sort of bloke anyway, whether he was unhappy or not happy, he'll go out and do his job and do his best. And, you know, he put Garner through a, a nice hole yesterday that, you know, maybe Garner, if he'd have looked on his left, he would have seen Kenny looming up and we would have got a try out of it. I think if we don't put the right people around Adam, why why would you stay? Like, you know, you've only got a short career. You don't know what's going to happen injury-wise, like if, you've, if he's ever going to hurt himself again. I think the fact we've got Appy and uh, Isaiah coming next year, that that's going to help. But, I mean, let's... Whenever I try and think of a problem or try and solve it, I think, what would I do in that person's shoes or what would I think, Josh, in that person's shoes? I mean, if I'm Adam Glahey and I've seen what's gone on the last, say, six weeks, I'm saying, what the fuck's going on? Like, mm. he, was, he was pro match. He wanted match to stay. They got rid yeah. of him. Uh, you know, they were shopping Brooks around. They're not shopping Brooks around. We, we, it's not just the halves, Josh. Even now, like, if we assume, obviously, Appy's going to be our, our first hooker, we need to make a decision or the coach, the incumbent coach, needs to decide who's our second hooker, okay? Is it going to be Simpkin? Is it going to be Little? Is it going to be Brown? Is it going to be someone else? Is it going to be Rua when he, he comes back next year? But, like, if, for example, Simpkin's going to be the number two hooker, get him in fucking first grade now. Get some games under his belt if he's going to be – whoever's going to be the understudy to Appy has to be in first grade now and get some more games under their belt. It's not like Simkin hasn't played enough games. If if that's the number two guy, we need to get him in there. And if Little's the number two guy, which I don't think he is, then keep Little in there. But just get someone, give them enough time to, like, you know, maybe if they go through another nine losses, they'll learn more about themselves and be better players for next year. But you just can't, you just can't have, you know, like just – Playing, you know, playing everyone willy nilly. Like, play the guys that are going to be there next year. What, like, yeah. like I said last week, Josh, why are we playing Kelma? Kelma doesn't mm. look interested, man. Kelma's, Kelma's putting out like fifty odd meters and missing a few tackles, and he's always got like that smart ass look on his face after he belts someone. Like, he just doesn't look like like you look at his output compared to someone like Garner or Joffa or someone like that. It's chalk and cheese. Like, okay, I, I get we're short of first graders, but just piss him off, like. You know, we, we need we need to be looking at. It's nothing personal against him. Just get guys in there that are going to be there next year. You know, it's just we got rid of Luch. You know, we got we got rid of other guys. Like, why not get rid of him? It just I, I just don't get where we're going with it. So I just want to see a, a, a coach pick. Uh, excuse me, picked ASAP, and then I can start watching the games, thinking right. There's going to be a bit of purpose here. Like, there, there, there's obviously a plan. Let's see what they're trying to trying to do or who they're playing or what they're thinking. and But right now, Josh, after yesterday and the mood I was in last night and, and early this morning, I've decided I'm not watching another live game this year. I, I mean, I have to do the podcast, so I'll watch a replay. But I think if I watch a replay, knowing what the score was already, I won't get frustrated. But having watched it with my boys and, and actually just seeing how physically upset they were getting over it, I just thought, man, this isn't good for us. This isn't healthy. This is stupid. This is meant to be just a game of football and... And my family takes it too seriously. I, I wish our hierarchy took it as seriously, but they've absolutely ruined our 2022. Mm. Absolutely ruined. As for the coach, Josh. With, with, with I, half I, a I, season I, to go. 
I've been told it's Josh Morris. I mean, for me, like I say, if I'm John Morris, if I fight John Morris, so if I'm one of the fringe players and the head of football takes over the coaching job for the rest of the year, I'm like, well, you know, hey, man, I've got to like pull my finger out because he's really employing me. Like, Noddy might not be there. He's going into pathways with Betsy, but Tim Sheens is the man. I've got to impress him. If I want to get an extension on my contract or whatever the case may be, he's coached four premierships. He's a man that people will listen to, whether you believe him or not. He's a great speaker. He's got enough experience. He's been in these sort of situations before, Josh. I, I remember in, what, I think it would have been 2010, we got flogged by South at the cricket ground. Absolutely flogged. Like, they might have put 50 um, points. At, and it was, it, was one of those yeah, perform- one. it was one of those performances that was pretty similar to how we played Melbourne last year. We, we just looked like we didn't want to tackle. And we had a great mm-hmm. team. And Tim Sheens just packed the boys up, took them somewhere down the south coast for a few days, got their heads in the right place. They came back and they beat Newcastle in Newcastle, who are a decent team in wet conditions, and grinded out a really heroic win. But he's the sort of guy. He's the sort of guy that could get them together and and knows what he's like. He's a coach. He's not. No offense. He's. I mean, I know part of coaching is is administration, but he's not an administrator, Josh. He's a coach, and he's a great coach. And he's one of the best coaches. But then the other part of me says, well, why didn't any other NRL club want him after we sacked him? Like, he hasn't coached a team for 10 years. So, you know, he's coached a team in England, but he hasn't coached a team in the NRL. But we've put all our eggs in his basket. And I'm not saying he won't do a good job. I know his heart's in the right place, and he's a very intelligent man. And we've actually got a common friend that Sheens wouldn't know about, that, or know that I know him, but... He's one of, one, of, one of my great mates, and he's known him for 40 years, and he swears by Tim Sheen. He, he thinks he's the greatest guy ever, and, and I'll take his word for that. But this is we're in a crisis now, Josh. He's the boss of football. Maybe, maybe I don't know, maybe Tim thinks he's on a hiding to nothing like Noddy is, because really, whatever I think of Noddy's coaching, it's, he's just he was in a no-win situation. He, he's, he's come into a group of players that really don't look too interested especially especially the last few weeks. And I don't think it mattered who was the coach. It was always going to be a struggle, Josh. So I just think it'd be nice. I'd feel, personally, I'd feel better if he was coaching. But that's just me. And But mm. I, I don't know. Why do we have to develop a coach? Why do we have to develop a Kamali or develop this or develop that? I'm still gutted that we missed out on Seraldo. Not so much that we missed out on Seraldo, but Seraldo has turned around and told the club, you need an experienced coach. I'm not the man. Now, what does that say if they were putting all their eggs in Seraldo for five years and he doesn't think he's the right coach to turn it around? How am I supposed to have faith in the decision makers if Seraldo and his manager said, like, maybe there's a bit of diplomacy there and they're trying to be nice about it? Oh, look, you know, I don't think I'm the right guy. Get someone more experienced as, as a bit of a cop out. But maybe there's a bit of truth to that. So there's just so I'm still told John Morris will be the guy. I know from what David Riccio says, Tim Sheens wants to coach again. To quote David Riccio, he said he's still got a bit of an itch. Well, if he's got an itch, mate, we need serious scratching right now. We need serious <laughs> hope. Like this is rubbish what we watched yesterday, Josh. I'm going to repeat it again. We lost to yeah. a team that hadn't won seven games in a row. They lost seven games in a row. They're absolute rubbish. 
and and we still lost to them. Missing by missing their best player too, or one yeah, of their missing best, best player. Well, well, definitely their best back. I'd probably say uh, Fanua yeah. Blake is their best forward. Yeah, and he's their best back. And it's just like I said, man. I, I said I'm not going to get emotionally attached, but man, you sit with your boys, and as soon as the game starts, you go, "Come on, Tigers! You know you can do this. Get up for it." You know, and there was what about our attack, Josh? Like we we've said that under Madge, or our lack attack, thereof. Yeah, well, well, under under Madge at the start of the year, we had no attack. By mm. the time he left, even though we got flogged against South, we scored 18 points. One from an intercept try, I get that. But our attack looked good against South. Our attack looked good against Para. What's happened to our attack? Why has that disappeared all of a sudden? Like nothing. Like I it, think Jackson Hastings' leg might have something to do with that as well. But, but Josh, we ran some. But we, yeah, we ran there's some, less. The forwards aren't offloading. Like there's just. Like, there's, there's no purpose, Josh. Yeah. There's, there's no two purpose offloads in our the whole game. game. There's no purpose in our play. There's, there's, like I said, there's a lack of belief. I'm not saying they didn't try yesterday because if you if you didn't try, you'd concede more than three tries and two of them off bombs. I, mm. I, I hundred percent get that. But I'm just trying to look at it. We played arguably the third worst team in the comp. You'd have to say that the West Tigers, the Gold Coast Titans, and mm. the Warriors. If you can name me another team that that is as bad as those three, please name them. And we yeah. and we couldn't score a try against them, Josh. We couldn't score a try, man. It's just like I a don't know. Of, a couple of comments are saying if the if Sheens takes over, yep. Um, what? How does that look for Pasco and Lee? Because they hired him. Would would that be like they fall, falls under them, doesn't it? Look, the the way it is now, Josh, we missed on Seraldo. That that's the, for one of a better term, that's the embarrassment for the club. But right now, like we're we're desperate. Uh, are we actually like do, deep down? Do we really want to say that Kamali's our best option for next week or the week after that? We we yeah. we, we need something. Aaron, what do you think of this? Like, do you think Tim should step in or or? Do we just wait and just say, you know what, let Brett Kamali lose another couple of games before we get another coach? I think Sheens needs to step in now. Um, we're going horribly. There's no, honestly, there's nothing to lose other than Pasco, potentially his job, maybe, um, if Sheens steps up and takes over for the time being while the search for the new coach happens because the team for lack of a better word, are just playing uninspiring football. Um, Sheens may be able to turn that around for the rest of the year, which might give the fans a bit of hope for next year. But yeah, I I think with what, with the way things are at the moment, Sheens needs to have some sort of influence on the playing group um, in, the, in the coaching role because something needs to change in a hurry. Can you guys both explain to me, because you know, you know me 100%, like I want Pasco gone. I think he hasn't been accountable for his mistakes. But what I don't understand with what you're both saying, if Sheen's coaches now, why does that make Pasco look bad? I'm 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 lost on that thing. I don't I don't think it makes Pasco look bad. Why does it why does it make him look bad? I, I want, guess because I don't it, understand what you're saying by that. Well, they Pasco and Lee would have to make that decision, wouldn't they? It can't be just wouldn't be just Sheen say, oh, no, 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 give it to me. Wouldn't wouldn't they have to give it the green light? Well, they would have to give it the green light, but if if Sheens went up to them and said, 
you know, he doesn't have to say anything, mate. You, you know, well, what... he's got nothing to lose, really. We can't, yeah, we can't be any what, worse. You know what Lee and Justin think of Tim because they're basically giving him the keys for want of a better term. I know they've got committees yeah. and everything, but they're pretty much relying on his stay. So, I mean, if Tim Sheens came up to you or me, Josh, and Brett Kamali came up and we had to, a choice of who to pick as coach, who are we picking? A, a head coach that's been around since. I think he started coaching in 1983 or 84 or whatever it was with Penrith. Yeah. Or we're going to pick Brett Kamali, who's never coached an NRL club before. Like, I just think for the, for the, where we are now, the fact that we missed out on our guy, I don't think it makes Hadjipentelis or Pasco look bad if Sheens is a coach. And I'm not, by the way, I'm not jumping on the bandwagon of what these guys are, are saying today about Sheens coaching and Buzz Rothfield putting an article. Anyone that listens to this podcast, I said a week and a half ago, that Sheens would be my interim coach because Kamali on his first couple of games hasn't looked like – it just doesn't mm. look like they're responding to him. I'm not saying he can't coach, but ultimately, Josh, if you can't get the players to lift, and I don't think many many coaches could get the players to lift, but I think maybe Tim Sheens has that respect, you know, amongst the NRL community, especially the players, where the players – there is my prick and thing, you know what, okay, we've we got a real coach here. We've we got to pull our finger out. I just don't know how we how we go from playing the way we did six weeks ago to how we are now. I, I can't I can't understand it. To go back, uh, Big Boss Ben asked my preference for twenty twenty three. Look, if we could have have our choice, obviously not Bell, your Bellamy, your Robbo, or your Bennett. Obviously, they're impossible to get. Um, Todd Payton is also. He's got what one more year at the Cowboys? Is that is that yeah. right with him? Yeah. So, uh, I think Todd Payton would be great. Let's just the, the Sheens link and all that sort of thing. I think the next best. I think I'm talking myself into John Morris. The interaction we had on Twitter uh, with Bryce Gibbs was pretty funny last night. He's very against uh, Flanagan and. That says a lot, the fact that he played for Flanagan as well. he He's really putting his name up for um, John John Morris, former teammate at the Tigers. Uh, they played together at the Sharks as well. Did they link up with the Sharks? can't remember. Um, they did, Obviously, they definitely played together at, at the Tigers when John Morris was there. But um, yeah, I don't them. know. I think, I think given John Morris... Uh, a year or two, like, yeah, I th- I, don't, I don't think there's a better option out there. Just don't sign him up for five years. Uh, see see what he can do. See if he, if he can inspire these guys. If he can bring in playing talent um, on the back, because he was pretty popular with the the players. The big thing for me is just someone that's going to bring in cattle. Because we can, we're bagging Noddy out at the moment. But the fact is, we already were decently under the cap. We've let Luch go. Like, basically, we've got a few injuries as well. A couple of guys out for the season. Um, so the squad, A, is not healthy, and B, just isn't up to scratch. So... For me, it's it's someone that comes in and just yeah, it brings 
brings some players that want to play with him. I just want to, I want to coach that the players want to play for. So, um, I mean, top what top eight in some of the Cowboys is freaking unbelievable. And the whole thing with Sheen saying it's going to take two to three years. I mean, how long did it take Todd Payton to completely flip the Cowboys? An off-season? It's, like, it's the second year with them. Yeah. Like, yeah. I I, I can't cop the I, – I my expectation for next year is to make the top eight. With guys coming in with the, the cap in order, there's no reason why this team can't make the top eight. I won't cop, like, another year of, oh, improve for the next year. We've said that in the last two freaking years. I I expect the team to make the top eight next year, and to get to get to eighth isn't that big of a leap, really. Like it, it'll take, it's going to take some correct decisions, and I wouldn't be surprised if we don't make the eight. But my expectations for next year, with Appy Papa coming in, um, yeah, the, if things go right, we should make the eight next year. I, I won't cop anything less. It's there's there's no excuses really. The new coach will have the cap the caps in order. We've got money to spend. Like just get get another sign. There's over, well over a million dollars to spend for next year. Still, there's not a lot of talent left. They they kind of need to pull their finger out, but they're not going to do anything till we get a new coach. So for me, it's if John Morris was announced tomorrow, I'd be happy. Pretty much, that's that's where I stand. What about you, Az? At this point, we just need one of them. Whether it's Flano, whether it's um, Morris, I'm apprehensive. I'm ap- I'm apprehensive with Flano. I know he's won a comp, but I don't know. Maybe I'm too much of a goody two shoe. But there's just too much stink on Flano. But yeah, go as. Sorry. Yeah, I've said the same thing a few times. I'm against Flano. I don't think it'd be the greatest idea. But at this point, we're just going to have to take whoever we get. Um, it's probably going to be one of those two. I'd say it's 95% chance that it'll be one of those two, 5% chance it could be someone else. Um, and that someone else won't be naughty because he just, he's not making it happen. Um, I just want to go back to something you were mentioning before, Rob. You guys sure. like to know, you guys know me as your stats guy. So I found some for you. Yeah. Uh, I <laughs> Kelma, so Kelma and Garner, I'm going to compare the two of them. They both played 80 minutes. They both played the full game. He, so Kelma made eight runs in 80 minutes. So that's a run every 10 minutes for a total of 59 meters with 20 post contact. Garner made one less run, but I feel like we noticed him more. In, and in saying that, in his one less run, he ran 78 meters, which is 19 more than Kelmer, and made 26 post contact, six more than him. So more impact from less runs, and it's and both of them aren't going to be at the club next year. Yeah, so I think the fact that we're... yeah, I was going to say, Aaron, one of the like that extra 20 meters that you could probably put down to that little double pump fake from AD Adam Blakey when mm-hmm. he put in that yeah. hole. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, look, I'm not. I know the numbers aren't great, and I, I only compared it to Joffa because look, we did a lot of tackling, and we. The other thing too, we really didn't promote the ball to the edges very much. Definitely in the first half, um, our kicking game was poor. There were there were just a few things wrong there. I, I don't know, but I I just I even if Garner was busting 150 meters, 
let's put someone in there that's going to be there next year. Like, why can't we play Tuki Simkin or some? Or you know, I'm just giving you a name. Like, if he's going to be there next year, let's play him. Like, what is the point now? We're going to lose every game basically anyway, guys. I, I just think we should be blooding the guys that are going to be there next year. I, I don't want to see the, the guys that are going to win man- games. I, th- I, I, I don't believe that we can't not win another game. But are we trying I think, to win? I think, I think they, if we want, if those players want to win a game, I think they can win a game or two. If 10 games to go, like, I'm not saying it's impossible. Like, I'm not, I would be surprised we lost all 10. If someone comes in and if these players want it, we're playing at Leichhardt Saturday night. I know we're playing the Eels, but like, I don't know. There's in in the modern age of rugby league, like we should be able to win a game of rugby league if, if the players want it. And yeah, like a coach comes in, makes the right call, and yeah, I I. I I know what you. I know what you're saying. Like you're not not expecting. It's it's so dire at the moment that we're, we're not going to win another game. But why? Why not? Why can't because we? It, it's it's very simple. Because as a team, as a as a one team, one entity, as seventeen men, there is not the belief in themselves that they're going to win a game. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. And if they flip, they're going to flip that. If they, if they flip fl- the switch, yeah, if they yeah, flip yeah. the switch, of course they could win a game. But right now, every team that's playing us should be a dollar and one. Seriously, they should be a dollar yeah. and one to win because we're not winning a game until, like you say, there's something switches or where they're motivated or where they're lifted. And I don't know what that's that's going to take. A new coach, uh, uh, some fret, maybe a, a little bit more, like a, a few more players making their debuts because there's going to be, you know, if we have five or six young guys in there that have hardly played a game, well, that's nearly half a team. And, and if they're pulling their finger out and, and ripping in, well, maybe that'll rub off on some of the more experienced players. But right now, Josh, there's just there's just yeah. no belief, I, mate. I, there's just no yeah. belief. I, I I agree. Like I, I do agree with you. Saying. It's, it's, that's what I'm saying. They got if they could, they can flick a switch and win a game. But it's just yeah. we we don't have a lighter at the moment. Yeah, pretty much. No, I, pretty I, much. I, I that's why I just want I want to coach. I want. I honestly would be happy for John Morris for the club to announce John Morris has been hired to come in, and they're just Adams extended, Jackson's extended, but like it's just just get on with it. I just feel like we're in purgatory at the moment. We we're, we're, just, we're in absolute in no man's land limbo, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Like, but the thing is too, like you mentioned about Kamali, like we're I'm not you know we're saying we're I'm, I've actually said we're throwing him in the deep end, and the players aren't responding to him. I'm not saying the guy can't coach, but as it is now. He hasn't been able to get the guys mentally up, which I said from day one. He he hasn't got the guys mentally up, and that's probably not his fault, but that's his job. So yeah. if we're, if I'm being harsh on Kamali, it's really I'm being harsh on everyone because I've said a hundred times he's been thrown in the deep end, and I think most coaches wouldn't do well under the circumstances, and that's why I think Tim Sheens probably knows every little trick and psychological ploy to get inside players' head, to get them motivated, to do something or give them little goals or something. I don't know. I, I don't know what the answer is, Josh, but I just feel we could we can't do worse than having someone like Tim Sheens as an interim coach. He is the boss of football. Even though he wants to leave it to the coach to decide, you know, who his hookers are, who his halves are, who his fullback is, et cetera, et cetera, he, they've got to work with Tim Sheens. 
So there's no better person than having Tim Sheens as coach. And, mm. and if he's got that itch, man, just get in there. And maybe, maybe they've got to find a way to do it in a way that doesn't look disrespectful to Noddy or to offend Noddy. I don't know. But, man, we're in a crisis. I just, I just <laughs> think they've got to... They got to have the future. The future. They got to start the future now. That's my. I, if Sheens yeah. comes in, Sheens is a band aid. I don't want a band aid. I, I want. I want twenty twenty three, basically to be planned by someone coming in. No, like we we all do. But now, but there'll, there'll be the argument there, Josh. That like you know what? Why should we rush a coach and sign a coach next week instead of three weeks from now? If we're going to sign him for three years, like why, why don't yeah. we just wait two or three yeah, yeah. weeks? Like I, I get it's not. It's not easy. That's why, you know, as I said last no, week, of course, of course. We, we, we shouldn't have done the Seraldo thing publicly. And everyone knows I bagged the shit out of the club, but I was probably the first bloke that said, even though it was embarrassing to have a media release, I actually said on the podcast, I didn't mind the communication and actually saying what was going on. And, and rather, I'd rather it come from the club than from the journalists. Mm. So if anyone thinks I'm like, totally biased about it i'm not i'll call it as it is an agenda well yeah look i probably do have an agenda against the the ceo because like i say he's never taken accountability but if tim sheens becomes coach for the rest of the year i don't know how that makes hadja pentelis or pasco look bad i think it's a good thing i even if we lost more games like at least he's the head of football he's the one that like he won't have to do an investigation into what's going on. He's literally the coach now. He's there and he's running training sessions and he's seeing what they're like and how they're reacting and what their mentality's like. And I just think it's perfect for him to be around it rather than, mm. you know, where was he on Sunday sitting at West Ashfield instead of being in New Zealand? Yeah. Like, he should be there. He should be, he should be, he should be the coach right now. The fact that he didn't even go to New Zealand kind of tells me, I would think that he doesn't, want to unless unless it was yeah that's a good point you'd have to ask him but you know at the end of the day sheens is going to be spinning all the Mm. stuff that pasco and you know future's wonderful and we're financially good and we've got all these kids coming through and i've heard this shit for six years man seven years okay let's get uh talk about get through our, our 40 40 one minutes into the podcast, we'll get into our run sheet. Uh, that's okay. That's why this is exactly why uh, why people love you, Rob. By uh, we, we are uh, therapy. Yeah, the therapy. Rob's, therapy Rob session. speaks on behalf of everyone. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, well, like I said, I had a I had a running with someone yesterday. I, I honestly like if it helps the fans, great. I speak for myself, guys. I'm not trying to be a fucking hero. I just call it how I see it. I've got no credentials. I'm just a podcaster like you blokes with an opinion. Yeah. I've watched the game. You know, I'm 56. I've watched it since I was five. So I've got over 50 years experience of watching the game, supporting the team. I've got my own views. If people don't like it, that's their business. They've got views I don't like. They, you know, they don't. Not everyone likes me. That's fine. But I'm just I, at least when I say something, I try and back it up with a bit of logic and fact, or to my logic anyway. And if if someone says, no, you know what, I think it's this way. I want to know why. I want to understand how they're thinking or. Or, or what they like, I'd love a, someone to come on the podcast tonight and give me some positives. I really do. I don't mean individually, I mean like where we are right now, what's positive about it, because it's bloody depressing, man. It's really depressing. We, yeah, we, the big criticism, big criticism we're copying at the moment is we're always negative, but but I'm not, I'm not always we, negative. 
we're literally not scoring. We're not scoring a single try. Like it's what well wherever there's that little spark of positivity. I mean, Papa and we've. Papa and Appy are just like can't can't get his through enough. That's basically the, the tiny, uh, yeah, tiny light. <laughs> grand, yeah, the light at the end, possibly the a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel. But um, yeah, thanks to you, all you guys tuning in and listening to the show. Love you all. All right, at lower grades. So the Jersey Flag boys. So all three these uh, were back to back to back at Campbelltown last Sunday. So the Harvey Norman. Girls got a win 12-0 uh, over the Knights. I believe that puts them in finals contention as. Is that correct? They are in the finals. Um, yeah. I believe the semis are being played on Saturday at Cogra, I think it was. Okay. Let me just see if that's been officially Yeah, yeah. Announced. Thanks for clarifying that for me. Uh, New South Wales Cup won 18-12. The Cup, the Maggie's got a win, which is good. 18-12 over the Knights. And uh, unfortunately, the flag guys, they got done 20 nil to the Knights uh, at Campbelltown, a very wet Campbelltown Oval uh, on Sunday. If anyone had it, yeah, let us know in the comments. If everyone, I saw a friend of the show, Keith, was out there uh, braving the rain, watching all three grades. So, yeah, let us know in the comments. If anyone was out there, if you got to any, um, it's, it sucks that you can't w- watch it. Like, we should be streaming. I don't know if, what the broadcast policy is, but the um, why can't the club stream those like all three grades playing together? Give us just one camp camera pointing and streaming. Surely can't be that hard. But anyway, on the Cubs too. Yet yeah. uh, what was the score in that Cubs game? Did you say Rob? We we're talking about it earlier. Or eighteen. So they beat the Warriors. The Warriors. 18 team. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, moving on to the game itself. So uh, stat, a few stats for the back line. Um, it was pretty easy making the graphic this week. It's a few zeros still. Uh, no tries, no line, literally no line breaks from a single back. Um, obviously no line break assist. Jacko with the most runs. Um which is crazy considering he's probably, if he's a V8, he's only running on about five cylinders at the moment, I reckon. But um, 195 metres from Ken, he was running hard the whole game. And somehow Adam Dwayne, did you work, what time did he come on as? Did you work that out before? It was about 20, 25 minutes in. He had the most kicks. Minute. He had the most kicks in the game, nine. He He's definitely got a, uh, a good, good boot on him. Those torpies. We're um, looking pretty good. 383 kicking meters. And Brooksy moving. Kind of cheating here saying Brooksy got the most tackles because he obviously moved into hooker and Stafford Toa had two errors. Um, as who were your standouts in the back line in this one? So, um, Dway, he came on in uh, the 31st minute just to clear that one up okay so he played um 49 minutes yes and essentially 50 minutes uh the standout back would have to have been kenny mamalo he was essentially a forward with the run meters that he yeah. made he he took the most carries he was an absolute fucking machine yeah he was he was a beast. that's the only player yeah. who was <laughs> mm. 
Yeah, he's just I, I tweeted out he was and someone commented before, he was probably our best forward and he's not even a forward. But um yeah, any what about for you, Rob? Anyone in the back line stand out for you? I think Jimmy Roberts was okay in the centers. Yeah, he, he didn't have too many touches. I thought Noffa was yeah. pretty good too. I actually thought, like, I mean, I know Noffa runs a, a lot east to west and not north south, as as you know we like to see. But uh, just on Kenny for a sec, guys. I think you know whenever we like talk about players or whatever we say, or so and so's best game, we seem to like look at him in our wins. I think that was Kenny's best game ever for us. And 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 wow. it's hard. Well, it's hard to say that when you lose 22 to 2 because you think, yeah, no tries. He had no tries and what was it worth? But, you know, watching that game live, he was just tearing onto that ball. And and it was a lot like I was at the South game at Combank and he was running exactly like that. You know, that was probably one of his better games too. But he was just sensational. And as you said, 195 metres. Noffa made quite a few metres as well. So out of the backs, I thought those two stood out. Um, I said I don't want to knock players or, or put, you know, say too much bad about backs or what have you, but Brooksy missed eight tackles. I don't know if those eight tackles were when he was at 5'8 or when he was at hooker, um, but that's what I, I saw on the stats as well. So he didn't have a great game. But as I said to you last week in the preview, Josh, I always thought it was going to be unfair that you start a bloke at 5'8 and move him into hooker during the game. But like, we need to just rotate the bench. We should – your spine – is a spine because it gives you stability. You don't have a rotating spine, and and that's what we did. We we rotated the spine and moved him from five eight to hooker, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It just doesn't. Yeah. It shouldn't yeah. look like that. It wasn't fair on him. And also, we were playing behind a beaten pack, so really, it's hard to look good with the backs. Uh, just a personal thing. I'm re- I really had the shits that Toa kept giving six six again, six again, mm. six again. I was driving me bloody crazy because. You defend for four or five tackles and, and then six again. And we still held them out. Like, yeah. you know, that's a penalty goal. The D was, I was pretty impressed with the the, the D. They were, um, they were definitely using their shoulders and, yeah, covering. We only scored one try, not off a kick. So, the a goal, kick. Whenever line a, fine. The goal line D was fine, but not, not in yeah. general, hey, Josh. Not in, mate, they rolled us in the middle, mate. They yeah. Rolled. Middle, they made ground too easily. I mean, the effort, defensive effort. Maybe I should. Well, goal goal line scramble. You could say was goal line scramble was like I said, two tries off bombs. Uh, You know, the the Tohu Harris try was very soft. Yeah, Um, but But um, I mean, they had they had like four sets in a row or something. Oh, they had multiple sets in a row on multiple occasions. So, like, we did do well when we were on our goal line, but just the way. I actually saw it with New Zealand as well. I thought both teams' defensive line speed was really poor. Like, we just weren't we, – there was just no speed in our line. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, it's scary to say we missed Tamo because Tamo normally leads that defensive line speed. Mm. Uh, but, yeah. And twi- just, don't forget Twally. But, it, yeah, well, obviously Twally. But it was one of the ugliest games I've ever watched. I actually tweeted they should replay the game at 2 in the morning. Like, no one should have to watch that shit. It was just grubby. <laughs> It really was. It was a boring game. Should have played it in Hawaii, so it was oh, on later. Play it so we couldn't watch it. It was terrible. Uh, right out the forwards. So, uh, Mr. Offengali's face is on this quite a lot. So, he had 18 runs, 139 metres, 60 post contacts, tackle break, five tackle breaks, an offload, um, one of the few offloads in the game. 
um, 58 tackles as well. Uh, yeah, he pronounced Luke Garner the only line break in the entire game. Uh, missed tackles four from Kelma to a luggy, which, uh, yeah, we, we talked about him earlier. But Joe and Gowie, yeah, just continues to be an unsung hero. I, I kind of feel for him. He's played State of Origin. He's played um, for the biggest club in the league, in the Broncos. And to just to put his body on the line that he does and just – I wouldn't say it's pointless, but yeah, to for no uh, for no wins and no celebrations coming from it. Yeah, I, I kind of feel for him. But uh, what are your thoughts on Joffa as? Yeah, ever since he um, he came out and said what he said after the Sharks game earlier this year, he has stepped up week after week after week. He's putting in. He's doing what he can. He, as you can see, and based on what you've said, he carried our forward pack. He mm. essentially carried our forward pack on his two shoulders, um, and there. The, and he's the only reason why any of our numbers looked half decent. Um, him, well, him and Kenny, I'd have to say. But as as a forward, um, he he showed the rest of our forward pack how to play the game yesterday and yeah it was just really disappointing that there was no reward or anything for him um i've got a question for you rob this this one might make you think if we if we had twally playing yesterday with the way his attack has improved do you reckon that would have given us a better chance of scoring a try with the way he's been playing so far this year (laughs) Good, good hypothetical. Um, <laughs> he definitely would have made a difference to our team, uh, Aaron. Like of our starting pack, uh, Joffa's like the lone hand. You know what I mean? Like literally, he had no support from that starting team. I, I think Fanua Pole did really well when he came on, but uh, I can't say yes. What a try, mate! He hardly does an offload. So how can I say he would help our attack? But yeah, I mean, is he going to run? 15 metres and give you a quick play the ball, of course. And he's a very strong player, but he would have shored up our middle, which probably meant we would have had better field position to start our sets. They wouldn't have made as many inroads into our defence. And he's just a huge loss, guys. He's he's a huge loss. So, you know, we're we're missing missing him. And, you know, like Luciano Leilua from round one to seven, we could could have done with him as well. We obviously like, you know... He wasn't really having a, you know, it didn't look like he was having a serious thing the last few games, but we're missing a couple of our best forwards. So, and then Jimmy Tamo as well. So there, there's three blokes that are, well, two of them are starters and Twally's been sort of shuffling between on the interchange bench or starting. But I, I don't know if it would have helped our attack, Aaron, to, to be honest. But I mean, it, we couldn't have been any worse, surely. I mean, it's hard to be worse than two points from a penalty goal. Yeah, see, I think I think too with our forwards, even with Thomas McKayley, with Alex Twole, Luke Garners, all those guys, it's been on the back of Jackson Hastings and not bagging him because I love the bloke, but his form isn't the form that it was, you know, five or six games ago. Now, whether it's because of injury or not, he's just not the same bloke, guys. He's just not playing the same way, whether he's just a bit deflated or a bit down or realises the season's kind of half over or effectively over. 
I don't know, but I, I think Jackson Hastings has made a lot of our forwards look better than they normally do. And the fact that he's not in the form that we need him to be, because mm. uh, he does make other players around him better, I think that's making our forwards look even like showing what their our forwards are really like. Because I think he's made them look better than what they really are, to be brutal. Because that, that game against South, the forwards were getting hammered when we beat South, the game that we beat them, not the yeah. game that we lost to, well, both games, really. But, um, yeah, he led us to a victory against South when our forwards were still getting hammered. So. But Jacko wasn't injured back then, Josh, and he, he looked yeah. sharper on his feet, and he really dug into the line. Like, even, even on those block plays we did, he was, like, literally, you know, getting there, like, just about to hit the cliff you know, before he'd, before he'd passed the ball. Like, he was really mm. digging deep into the line. Like, I don't think we realise how important he is. Well, I mean, we should realise how important he is. But, you know, imagine imagine Jackson Hastings and Adam Leahy, like, at their best together. Yeah. Like, then you've got... They've barely you've got had 80 minutes together. Well. So. Yeah, but their combination to, will get better, I think. Yeah, I think it will too. But they've got to start a game together for that to happen. Yeah, so. it's, they've got to be the half combo. I don't know. I don't know what you do with Brooks, but I'll, I'll come Tuesday four o'clock. I want I want Jackson and Adam in the name in the halves. Like yeah, just, so do I. Just pull that trigger, Noddy. Uh, Shane asked before was one offload our top. It literally was. Uh, yeah, I'm going off NRL. According this is the NRL.com stats. It was our only offload in the forwards. So. Yeah. There were three offloads in the entire game. Um, yeah, Joffa had one. Noffa had one. Joffa, Noffa, and who was the other one? The other one was uh, Kenny. So our two wing- our wingers had one each. Our forward pack had one between the, the entire lot of them. What about our line breaks, in- Josh? How many line For a dry game is insane. Uh, for line breaks... I think Luke Garner was the only line break of the whole game. This is according to NRL stats. Someone said before, didn't Adam get a line break? But this, according to NRL.com, we had one line break the entire game. Yeah, no, so so Luke Garner's line break was basically a room service pass from Adam Dwayne. He didn't, he didn't have to yeah. push it. He just ran straight through a hole that Adam created. Yeah. So that's literally the only, only line break a forward made was because he ran through thin air. Like, you know what I mean? Like, our yeah. forwards were terrible, man. Our forwards were terrible. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, not good. But, uh, we've kind of talked about, obviously, Adam came off the bench as well. But the two debutants, boys, obviously, um, yeah, I, I thought they were pretty good. What are your, what are your thoughts about the two deb- deb- debuting boys as? I quite enjoyed both of their debuts, uh, Pole or Pola, however that's pronounced. Yeah, the cocktail was saying Pole, but we've always, I've never, everyone's always said Pole. Is it actually Pole? The commentators usually find out, I mean, they still call Dwayne Dewey, but is it Pole? Um, have we been getting that wrong? I believe we have. I think I remember reading when the Tigers posted hear something about his debut i think they said it's pronounced pole eh and i don't didn't know whether that pole, was pole okay pole or pola because it could it could really have been yeah. either so there's, well pole there's no accent on it i mean obviously he's 
um, Pacific Islander background, but yeah, I have to but the commentators out. also said um, everyone calls him the icy pole around the or ice or icy or something because yeah because of the name. But yeah, so maybe the players don't really care. Maybe he doesn't care. That's probably one of those situations where you've you've had a few players in the past in other teams where they Adam included where they haven't really cared about the pronunciation of their name over here, and it's only in recent times where a few players from a few ta- teams like Chans um, have put their foot down and said, no, this is how you pronounce my name sort of thing. But yeah, based, I I enjoyed both of the forwards debuts. Um, Diaz, he didn't get the minutes, but he did. He looked like he could make something of himself. And Pole, I, I enjoyed watching him. I think he could also have a bright future if he knuckles down and uh, gets going. Gets a bit more game time as well. That'll help him. Um, Brock has pointed out I put the wrong guy. I put you. I, I whipped this up literally not long before we went on air. Brocker, it's I put the wrong. Yeah, put the wrong. I was literally going through my file, my files, and through yeah, through Tumith in there accidentally. Um, Rob. Anyway, for people, most people won't see that. Thanks, Brocker. Um, thoughts on the debutante boys. Yeah, while I do that, Josh, I think someone threw a question at me, but I, I couldn't read it if you want. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jenny Tiger, he basically wants to know what your team list will be for this week. So let, after you talk about the um, – we'll, we'll talk about Yeah, that. sure. Well, look, yeah, as yeah. I said earlier, uh, you know, the, the deputants, I thought they were pretty good. Uh, on to Diaz first, he definitely tried hard. I mean, it looks like he's got to get bigger and stronger and et cetera, but – I'd say he was running it from, you know, three quarters of the way back off the back fence. So he, he was trying hard. Pole did a lot of defensive work, which was really impressive. So um, if we've got a bloke who can do 37, 38 tackles and, and miss one, uh, that's a pretty good ratio for me. So uh, I, I'd expect to have him in first grade for the rest of the year. And, you know, hopefully, you know, no injuries <laughs> happen to him or anything like that. So he'd definitely be in my 17. Uh, to answer that question about who I'd name, I definitely have. I, I'd be dropping Brooks, uh, so I'd, I'd still have Dane Laurie at fullback. I think. Don't think, as I said earlier, it's just my opinion, but I don't think backs look good behind a beaten forward pack, and and Dane tends to look really good when we've got a bit of forward momentum, yeah. and he looks he looks really good off off our block plays when we're running those block plays really well. So definitely have Dane, Kenny, and uh, Noffer on the wings. Uh, I'd stick with Jimmy Roberts. I'd like to see Junior Tupu in the centres. Agreed. That's yeah. who I'd go for there. I'd have Adam and Jacko in the halves. Uh, obviously, Joffre at lock. I'd have to see who was available in the second row. And before I get nailed to the cross, the fact that I wouldn't have Garner there and I wouldn't have Kilmer to Alungi there because they're not going to be with the club next year without knowing off the top of my head who else is available as much as he's been maligned, if Saifarth is in our squad next year, then I'm playing Saifarth. I'm not mm. saying he's good, but I, I just want to play... I'd the... run with Garner. Yeah, no, but but Josh, like, mm. what's the point? Why are we running with Garner? Like, he's not going to be next year, mate. If, I don't know. If, if Saifarth... Uh, he's, his attitude's year, still good. I don't know. I'd... But I we, think... have, we have seen good form yeah. from Saifarth last year. Last year, there were a couple of games, in particular Magic, Magic Ground, where I thought Saifarth was going to really lift. And... 
he hasn't come on this year. But I, I just think, what's the point of not having 17 guys or as many guys as we've got that are a possibility of being with the club next year? Because there's obviously there's a few guys like New Brown and and you know even Jimmy Roberts that mm. we don't know where they're going to be next year, but they haven't signed with Penrith or they haven't signed with Manly. Like, if we're truly trying to build for 2023, get get some guys with some game time because what's the difference? We've lost 36-12 to Canterbury. We lost 30-8 to eight against Manly, whatever it was, and we lost whatever. What was the weekend? 20, Richie Benno, cheer for 22. So, <laughs> you know, we're just we're, – we're getting flogged anyway. What, what's, what's the difference? Yeah, I don't know. I just think Garner um, doesn't – I think he just deserves to have his spot. And I don't know, as where... By the way, talking... I'd have Simkin at hooker. Simkin at hooker. Tamo, if he's available. Uh, your other prop, take your pick. Uh, I definitely have Fanua Pole on the on the bench. Uh, who also Jock be... Madden? Jock Madden's an interesting I want to one. see Jock Madden in first... I want, to... I want Jock Madden in first grade at... If... If, if we're trying to win, hand. Josh, I'd have a hooker on the bench. If we're yeah. trying to, I'd have I, a I just want, I just want to see Jock Madden. I, I just want to see him get a crack before we just let him go off and be halfback for someone else. I just okay. like to, yeah. If, we, if we're trying players, yeah, I think he I'd wouldn't like let us down in the halves. He would not let yeah. us down in the halves. But if you're going to play Jock at seven, Adam at six, then you got to put Jacko at thirteen and move Joffer up and it. Yeah, it becomes a true the old cheesy shuffle from over ten years ago. Mm. It, any any disagreements from that? As is there any is, is there a player we're forgetting about here? Well, we there is potential of playing um, Tuki Simpkins and Tumuth in the uh, second row. Um, and mm. what was the uh, Matamua, the other bloke who played in the? under-19s origin could deserve a go as well. And Liam was yeah. saying it before in the um, the backstage chat. Uh, he thinks New Brown could be a specialist 14, and I agreed with him mm. based on what we saw so do I. Uh, when he came on against yep. Canterbury the first time we played them at Leichhardt. Because he yeah, had I was going to say the game, he was really good. Yeah, two, mm. I mean, two tries. <laughs> two yeah. tries off the bench. Um, I think that could potentially be a way to go. You definitely would want only one um, bloke who's not a forward on the bench. So whether that be Sim, uh, not Simkin, uh, Madden or Brown, take your pick. Obviously, I don't think you could, you could go wrong with either. Um, but we've we've seen a few times this year that we've played with a bench that's a bit too thin um, and a bit too small in the forwards. So we need to oh, we need to stick with the on the bench this year. Tell I've got about Stefano. Oh, Stefano would be on the bench. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Add Stefano on the bench along with um Pole and oof. I don't know who your other bench player would be, but yeah. maybe Tamo. Maybe Tamo could provide some impetus off the bench if he wasn't starting. But yeah, I I agree with pretty much everything Rob said. Um I do like the idea though of giving Simpkins Tumeth and Matamua goes in the second row at some stage for the rest of the year. Give him, give him the experience. I don't think they let us down. What, what did we think of Stefano on the weekend, guys? Uh, 
look, it's it's, it's not the Stefano that we've come to love. No, I agree. Maybe, like it's just what is his body? Is it his body? Is it his like motivation? Not sure. But as you able to find his stats for, for the for the game, like, I just I'm just not seeing. Like he, I just was so excited about him late last year, even early this year, and and I think I told you privately. I said Stefano is going to come on and score a try. Like I told you that he only you know, he only played twenty two minutes. I so, know. Yeah. Like, is, is he still injured? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. Three runs, twenty eight meters, thirteen post contact, two hit ups. Uh, yeah, like I mean, when, when he extended his contract earlier in the year, we twenty one tackles. Said, we literally said we're building our club around this guy. We're building our mm. forward pack around this guy. This it must guy, be his body. It, yeah, it must be because you know he, he was in the state of origin squad last year and and had a good look there and came back a beast and yeah, he just seems to be a shadow of himself and I, I wonder what it is. Hmm. Right, to finish off, uh, MG pumps three, two, one. Uh, as I'll get you to pick again for Shane. Have you got? A three to one in mind, or do you want a couple of minutes? Do you want Rob to go first? I've got four players. I'm cu- I'm trying to cut down to three. So if Rob could go first, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Uh, obviously, Kenny to me was clearly he was actually probably in the best three players on the field. So mm. Kenny for me three points, outstanding. Uh, Noffa two points, and I've given Joffa one point. Uh, I thought Fanua Pole. Pole, however you pronounce his name, very close to even getting points. And I was happy with Adam's little cameo. I just want to say, though, as I say, it's, it's not not trying to be hypercritical of the team, but when your best two players are wingers, that, that's a poor indictment on your forward pack. Okay, And I, and I think our, our wingers were our best two players, and that's that's got to change. I want to see Noffer and Kenny have those games and not be able to put them in the 3-2-1. I want to say that it's... Jacko or whoever, you know, a couple of other blokes. It just shouldn't be wingers. Unless they're scoring five tries like Edric Lee the other night for Newcastle, they should not be in the points. Wingers should not be in the points. So, yeah, that's just my little take on that, guys. So, so you just writing it down. Ken, who's, who's your two and one, sorry? It was Noff. Yeah, Ken, Ken, both wingers. Kenny, three. Noff, yeah, two. Ken, Noff. And Joffa, one point. Ken Nofjoff. Okay. Ken Nofjoff. Uh, as? Oh. Has he got his volume on? Hello, Aaron. Sorry, guys. Oop. I, <laughs> I, I, I had a bout of the sneezes. Oh, <laughs> uh, right. Um, Sorry. I'm giving my three to Joffa. Based on what I said earlier, he pretty much carried the forward pack. Two, I'm going to give uh, to... Uh, Kenny, because he was essentially like a forward on the wing. He just carted it upfield. He he um, he did the best he could in all aspects there. And I'm going to give my one to Pole because I really liked what I saw from him on debut. I think he's he could have a very bright future. Uh, my honourable mention, I give to Adam Dwayne. He I yep, basically mine. yeah I, I I took him out of the top three because he, he missed a few two a few a few tackles and I think it obviously not entirely his fault but um and he's looking really good in his comeback. I'm looking forward to seeing how he improves over the rest of the season, 
how he comes back from the ACL injuries and yeah, looking forward to what seeing what he can produce for the rest of the year. Uh, I'm going to go uh, Ken for three, uh, Joff for two and AD for one, just purely based on um, effort. I mean, Adam, when he came on, obviously there's not much else to be said about Ken and Joff, but I think when Adam came on, he's one of the few guys that's just like, it's what we've come to love him for. He just looked like he wanted to win. He, he he wanted it badly. He just he just seemed to have that more peppery step, um, yeah, to try and do something. And just no one was going with him. Well, very few people were going going with him. So I've got to give AD a point um, for me. But yeah, and Nofa definitely would have deserved one. But yeah, I'm going. Yeah, Ken Ken Joff. I mean, the amount of work that. Joff did compared to the other forwards. You got to give him points. Um, but yeah, I thought Adam. Um, if there's a positive to take out of it, yeah, Adam. Adam's starting to come back to be Adam, and he's surely his body is ready. He's played sixty. What did he play in the first game? Was it twenty minutes two weeks ago? Yeah, about twenty five minutes. minutes. Yeah, he's done sixty minutes. Surely it's eighty minutes. He's got to be. He's got to start this week. Yeah, and uh, Josh, I'm not going to let this podcast go without saying, because I don't think we've had a podcast go without saying this, the referee absolutely sucked and gave us no favours. I wasn't going to let a podcast go without bagging the ref because literally they get penalised for tackled in midair off a kick and then same thing happened to us and we wouldn't get a penalty. Uh, They were getting penalties left, right and centre and then all of a sudden at the end of a half we'd get a penalty just to even up the, the penalty count a little bit. But the, the refs were a joke. Not that I think it would have affected the result, but as usual, we never got we never yeah. got a we're, we're just a punching bags of the comp. They were fatigued uh, out of the game for sure. Just the amount of yeah, the reset the tackle restarts and yeah. Uh I thought there was a six again as well. I didn't think we played it. There was a couple of them, but I think there was yeah. one I'm trying to think was it safe half or something? He kicked it basically straight into our leg and he called six again. Yeah. It was basically a ricochet. Like, it's just, yeah. It was I mean, like it was, the second. It wasn't the game. worst refer. No, by no means not the worst refereeing performance we've had against us this year, but that's not saying much. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think, we, I think we need Joffa to, you know, like what he said after the Cronulla loss. I think Joffa needs to get the forwards aside and just rip them all a new one and just... Mm. Say spray on camera. Are, are you guys with me or not? Like seriously, because he's the one bloke, you know, that having a crack out of that starting pack. They just need to all get on board, guys, because the, the forwards lay your platform, and backs can't do anything, no matter how good they are. If you get rolled in the middle, it, it's you're pushing shit uphill. The late tackle thing, yeah, that's Gavin on Facebook. Um, whether or not Fox Sports was showing the wrong thing, but was. Joffa, the one penalised in that play? Yeah, I think I, he I didn't understand. I, that's, that's what I saw, and I'm, like, thinking, what the fuck was that for? Like, yeah. sorry. Just, and that, that goal ended the game. Like, obviously, we still we lost by 20, but that made it three tries. It was still two tries. So, you score one more try, that's game on. So, that kind of ended the game, that penalty. So. Yeah. Not, not that it's um, on a tiger. Apparently, someone, there might have been someone tackled in the background. But Fox, 
um, the coverage didn't show what the penalty was. So I was a bit confused. I've, I've seen for the dumbest. Uh, Brocker, Brocker said Musgrove hit someone off the ball. Okay. What yeah. about when we uh, when we made that one line break? How uh, Dwayne, I think it was, was held back in the chase. Yeah, uh, yeah. pulled his shirt. Yeah, defending nothing as well. Yeah, yeah, nothing. And it was clear as clear as day. I I want two referees back. I know a lot of people say no, but I don't know. What do you reckon, Rob? And as like, I reckon bring two refs back. I. I... <sighs> I don't mind it. Like, I think it probably does need it, but I don't understand why the bunker picks and chooses when it gets involved. And just on actual video decisions, I, I don't know how they don't get it right. I don't know if their screens are big enough for, yeah. or, or what they're looking at. I thought at. Casey Badger did a good job in the bunker. Yeah, she did, actually. Yeah. She, she was actually really good and, and quite fair. But just to digress a little bit, Josh, there are a couple of games on the weekend. There was there was one dangerous tackle where a Roosters player was literally on the ground and the bloke fell over him and he was put on report. And I saw in the South Parramatta game, our soon-to-be Tiger, Papa Lee, he pushed the kicker as he was kicking the ball, not from in his back or anything, he just pushed him from the side, and that was called dangerous or, or late. I'm mm. like, seriously, man, like, what if the kicker throws a dummy and runs with it? Like, the penalties that are given these days, Josh, are just, they're just so... Baffling. Not penalties, yeah, they're baffling. Mm. It's just... The product's just turning a shit, man. They, they just need to sort this. You know, I, I, it's really hard for refs. So it really is hard for refs to, to do their job. As soon as they see someone go over the horizontal, even if they're a, a foot off the ground, they're like, oh, dangerous position penalty. Like, yeah. it's just going to cost a team a semi-final or a grand final, and we're just going to laugh at it. The commentators right, were saying that after the, um, after the Dragons-Raiders game with that final play. That's six to go, yeah. How's that not yeah. a penalty? How's that not a penalty? Like it's just they've taken advantage. How's that of not a professional foul? Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's terrible. It might be because my team sucks in the moment, but the footy just—I um—I'm looking forward to NFL season. Not going to lie, it's, my team's got a new quarterback, so I'm kind of keen for NFL to Go come the along. The footy, <laughs> the footy. I'm a Broncos fan, so we we're in a bit of a playoff drought, like the Tigers. Um, just in the last time we were in the playoffs, we won the Super Bowl, but uh, I can't. Yeah, the footy's just yeah doing doing nothing for me at the moment. But um, Matt's asked on faces prediction for Tigers and Para. We'll talk about Tigers and Para. It's it's a weird one this week. We're doing Monday and Tuesday, but um, that was when Timmy Brasher and Shane uh, the night that they could do, and we didn't want we wanted to give the review um, episode, yeah, and then uh, we'll have the team list tomorrow and we can ask Tim and Shane to give their opinions on the team list and playing at Leichhardt Oval, kind of fitting that one of, um, yeah, our favourite, um, the Balmain Tiger legend, Tim Brasher, is uh, coming on with a Leichhardt game. So that kind of fits in. And Shane as well, obviously. Two legends, two Balmain, legends. Yeah, two Balmain Tiger such Sydney Tiger, uh, such West Tiger. So, um, yeah, so we look, look forward to that one tomorrow night. Uh, be sure to tune in to that one live. So because it's on a Tuesday night, uh, if you watch it live, it'll be yeah 8.30. And then audio-wise, uh, it pro- probably won't drop 
till Wednesday. So we'll let, um, yeah, we'll spread the episodes out. But yeah, come in and join us live at 8.30 tomorrow night. Um, Brocker just asked, would Jackson Hastings come on the pod? I feel like he, yeah, we've tried. He would. He would. He would. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyone uh, currently employed by the West Tigers is a bit, uh, a bit oh, tough. Yeah, they, might, they might be instructed not to. A bit, of... Yeah, it's a bit tough. Although yeah. we had Scando on a couple of weeks ago. But, um, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're trying. But, um, yeah, I, I'm not saying that the club's telling them not to, but I'm not saying they're not doing that. So it is what it is, as they say. But uh, we'll get some legends on. Uh, Shane's always – Shane Walker's always good given his opinion. And it's nice to get players' opinions that, um, yeah, legends of the club that aren't necessarily bound by their paycheck, that they still work for the club. So but, um, I look forward to see, yeah, as well as having Timmy Brasher on, uh, Shane's opinion on, if you follow him on Twitter, he's uh, very well opinion and very passionate about the West Tigers. Um, yeah, and we where they're going. Yeah, so that'll be, that'll be good. So join us at 8.30 Tuesday night. Boys, I'll see you guys then. Thank you for uh, joining us. There was about 50, 60 of you live tonight. Thank you to all our listeners every, each and every week. You guys in the in the chat, let us know You know how we finish the show. Boys, as always, go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Thanks for listening to another episode of the West Life Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by West Ashfield Leagues Club and as well as MG Pump Solutions. If you could please subscribe if you'd love to hear us again. We're going to have episodes every twice a week, every week this season, Mondays and Thursdays. So we're going to, as the season rolls in, uh, be sure to catch us every week. And if you can, give us a like on the socials, so at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, search for Westlife Podcast on Facebook. And if you'd like to take part in the show, uh, patreon.com forward slash Westlife. It's just a couple of bucks a month to help grow the show. We'll see you again next time on the Westlife Podcast.